Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're breaking down game two of the NBA Finals and a few of the statistics that point to the dominance of the Phoenix Suns in the first two games. And we'll talk about some of the ways that the Bucs can, can rebound from it on their way back home to Milwaukee. Starting us off, let's look at a very important number, 113 points. You might think this is the number of points the Suns scored in either games one or two. You might think it's a measurement for points per 100 possessions that either team has, has led up or scored in these games. Uh, but it's actually the number of points that uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker have combined throughout the first two games. Uh, the most since the starting backcourt in the first two games of a finals. Since, that's, since starters were tracked for these numbers back in 1971, which basically means um, in, in NBA history, Chris Paul scored 55 of those uh, points in the, between the first two games, and Devin Booker has 58 points in those first two games. Now, while so much can be said about how Giannis played in Game 2, or, or really the whole series, uh, Chris Paul putting up 27-4 and 8.5 assists on 66.7 true shooting percentage, and Devin Booker having 29-3.5 rebounds, and Devin Booker and Devin Booker scoring 29 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 6 assists on 57.5 true shooting percentage, really control the finals with their ability to run the pick and roll at a high level and score in isolation against whatever tactic the Bucks employ. Uh, both these guys are the, obviously the main reason why the Suns won Game 2, 118-108, to and now they have this 2-0 lead over the Bucks as the lead shifts over back to Milwaukee. It might be confusing to some how the Bucks have the number one postseason defense, one with size, length, strength, and the athleticism that you would think would disrupt the Suns' backcourt. The Suns are shredding it. Primarily, Paul and Booker have really showed no mercy in letting up, torching every single one of the Bucks' coverages. Whether Milwaukee employs switching, drop, a higher drop, hedging, or trapping, the Suns have immediately exploited the downside to each look, and have made the Bucks pay for it with their crafty decision-making off the pick-and-roll and their ability to hit shots from almost anywhere. Anytime the Bucks make a run, and they made several of those in Game 2, the Suns have responded, usually with a Paul or Booker shot or assist to, a, to, a, to an open teammate, and Phoenix is plus 23 in the series margin, but it feels like way more with the way that both Paul and Booker can just manipulate possessions and, and, and make the Bucks contort with the way Paul and Booker can manipulate a possession and get to their spots. Jay Crowder said it best, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I really expect those guys to play well every night, to do a good job of running our team, running our offense, making it run smoothly. Obviously, everything runs you through those. Obviously, everything you run is going to go through those guys. So put the ball in their hands and put them in situations and let them play and react. Coach did a great job of feeling the game and putting those guys in position, and they did a good job of just creating for themselves and for others. So I expect that. It's important to note that Booker even struggled in the beginning of the game, um, just simply missing shots, going two for ten from the field, and struggling to get a shot over these long Bucks defenders. After a four and ten, after that, Booker erupted in the second half with twenty-one points on eight of thirteen shooting. If Paul was the player of the game in Game 1, Booker earned that same distinction in Game 2. Chris Paul had high praise for his teammate in saying, he just stays in attack mode all game long, and that's what I love about him. I think me and him together, we've just built so much trust. He's like, here, he's like, here see, go, or I, got, I go to him. He's like, here see, go, or I go to him. And whatever happens during the game, you just know that there's never any malicious intent. He just wants to win. He's going to do whatever he has to do to help our team win, and it's nice. It's funny seeing Chris Paul say this, especially considering the trust they've been able to build in one year. It's really indicative of the leadership of, 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 the, of the Suns' management and, and the Suns' players, Chris Paul especially, uh, being that veteran leadership they brought in this year, and it's really turned around their whole team. Looking at how the Phoenix Suns have been able to do this, Coach Monty Williams broke it down with the mid-range shot and how it's guided the Suns' offense and their two stars through this, their, both their respective careers and especially this postseason. He explains it as how he's kind of encouraged it as the antidote to the way modern defenses prefer to defend either the three or the layup. Williams said this, It's huge because everybody's trying to take away the rim and the three ball. That, to me, is why it's such a weapon. I think anybody that can shoot, I think anybody that can shoot that shot, they should. We told our guys, if you have confidence in a shot, shoot it. If you worked on it, shoot it. When teams are taking away the three and you can't get to the rack, the ability to get to your spot and raise up when the defense is back and the guy's trailing you, I think it's a huge asset for your team. 
If the Bucks go under an eight inch screen and play in a high drop, giving Paul an open three pointer, he's going to take it and likely make it. Paul is shooting 44.4% on threes this postseason, the third best mark of his postseason career. That's important because while we might have been talking about the mid range shot just now, that mid range shot opens up so much more to the game. Uh, part of the reason the Suns hit 23 pointers, the second most in finals history, was because the Bucks came to stopping Paul and Booker on drives and, ins- and inside the arc by overhelping and forcing them to pass. Their initial adjustment was switching Holiday down to Paul and pressuring him full court. The Bucks wanted to use their size and strength to disrupt Paul and Booker. The Bucks wanted to use their size and strength to disrupt Paul and Booker, and they were more physical and aggressive defensively in game two. They had some success as Paul and Booker combined for nine turnovers, including uncharacteristic six from Paul. But the challenge with that approach against Phoenix is that their core players have so many reps together. Their starting group has played more minutes than any lineup in the NBA this season. Paul and Booker know each teammate's tendencies, where they're located in a given set, when they're going to cut, where to deliver a pass in the catch radius, and the Suns have the best chemistry and synergy in the NBA for that, for that specific reason, and it's shined during these playoffs. The Bucks have to do a better job. Now, while the Bucks might pose the best defensive in the league, um, by, in, according to the stats of these playoffs, they, they, they've broken a few defensive rules during this series that it's going to be interesting to see how they can adjust to them going home. Now, a general defensive rule is to never help off a strong side shooter, especially off the corner, where a lot of guys in the NBA hit a very high percentage, especially from the strong side corner where percentages only go up. Now, the Bucks have the collective length and athleticism to break those rules and get away with it, but they abused it in game two, and they, admitted, they, and they even went on to admit it afterwards. Drew Holiday said, I think tonight we overhelped just a little too much. With Book and Chris, they attract so many people that you just want to try to stop them from getting in the paint and make it difficult for them, but you can't forget about the other guys. Middleton f- further elaborated by saying, CP and Book, they're able to get into the pick and roll, they're able to get into the pick and roll play and get in the middle, draw a crowd to help sometimes, sometimes we overhelp, and sometimes they hit tough shots. They did a good job of spreading the floor, getting to the middle, and then driving, kick, and finding the shooters. This sounds super simple, and that's because it is. It's simple basketball, and the Suns have been able to, to execute to perfection, playing, the, playing really the beautiful game, uh, the way other teams have described it in the past. And as Monty Williams said, describing Booker, these are the moments that he lives for. Doesn't run from it. I've seen it him for two years. He just steps up and makes big plays. At this point in the postseason, the Suns really are clicking on all cylinders, and it's up to the Bucks in games three and four to really even this series up and bring it back to Phoenix for what should be a, a very fun uh, last few games if the Bucks are able to correct some of the mistakes we highlighted today. You can be sure to catch that finals coverage here on Gen Z Hoops.